You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It's an intermission soda. It's an intermission soda. We're going to talk about stuff like the Tony Awards and other scandalous things that I don't actually have the information (laughs) on because Ebony just like was like oh did you hear about this thing and I was like what no and she goes well you'll know about it soon yeah yeah awesome this is Pamela (laughs) and this is Ebony and on our intermission sode we do like the new works portion Mm -hmm. of our and today we've got a little scandal we do so I'm guessing <laughs> some of you know what's happening with uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Or you have been following the saga. If you have not been following the saga of Scott Rudin and the Harper Lee estate going head to toe. Oh, you said that. Okay. And I just remembered, yeah. but I still don't remember the details. So I'm excited about this. So what happened was... Uh, Scott Rudin, he got the rights fair and square uh, with the Harper Lee estate to be able to bring To Kill a Mockingbird to the stage. Okay. And um, uh, Aaron Sorkin uh, has been working on writing, adapting the book. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's some heavy hitters right there. Right? Adapting the book for the stage. Mm -hmm. So um, Scott made it clear... Or he felt he made it clear, at least, what the direction they were taking uh, mm-hmm. with the play was. Um, Is it that much different from the book? So there, there are some changes um, to Scout. Okay. And some changes to um, Gregory Peck's character. Atticus. Atticus. Uh, and so I don't know, obviously, like, we don't necessarily know what the details are of yeah. the changes because, like, that's part of well, yeah, that's, the draw. Like, you yeah. don't want to tell all your secrets before people go to yeah, pay absolutely. their money to go see it on Broadway. Um, so, but Scott said that he made these things clear. The Harper Lee estate was like, we don't like the direction this is going uh, no, you didn't, and sued Scott. Yeah. And Scott's like, I mean, it's been cast. Like, Celia oh, Keenan-Bolger is going to yeah. be Scout. Um, like, all these, th- like, it had been cast already. Like, they're ready to go. And then, you know, all these announcements come out about, you know, the theater, the season, the cast. And then, boom, he gets hit with, with a lawsuit. A cease and desist. So, uh so then he countersued okay. because the lawsuit was ha- making him lose money. Yeah. And it was getting to a point where he thought, uh, I'm not going to be able to open the show on time. I'm losing investors. People are not going to want to invest in right. the show. If I'm like, not all when it's hung tied up, up in, in the, the courts. No, yeah. no. Right. And so then uh, the, there was a ruling that Scott, Scott would have to give a workshopped reading okay. for the jurors. Uh, I think that was wow. To- can you imagine? I know. I know. Oh my gosh. I'm like, can I? I'm kind of living for that. Right. I want to be on the jury. I know. I'm, I'm thinking, okay, of all the times in my life that I could be called up to be a juror, why was it not for this? <laughs> why was it not for this? 
Yep. Man alive. Oh, man. That's, wow, that's wild. Yeah. So uh, it seems, though, that that didn't end up needing to happen. But I just saw, um, as we were getting ready for this, that there was a breaking news update that happened today and just a couple of hours ago. Uh Uh, Today, we are recording this on May 10th. So when I say today... (laughs) I mean, maybe this will be on in a couple of weeks. I don't know, but so the I break- may post it next. We'll just do two intermission sets in a row. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do. Uh, before you say that, sure. I want to announce that we're going to take a couple weeks off for vacation yeah. um, here in May. Uh, so probably the next episode won't be uh, posted until the earliest the first or second week in june so hopefully it'll be before then but you just never know and right now this is a tough time of year there's a lot going on so bear with us and thank you (laughs) (laughs) all right so this um article comes from deadline it says to kill a mockingbird broadway dispute settled show will go on oh so Three weeks before its scheduled trial date, the lawsuit over the Aaron Sorkin Penn Broadway adaptation of To Kill a Mockingbird has been settled. Okay. The estate of book author Harper Lee and producer Scott Rudin's Rudin play announced the deal today. Again, May 10th. (laughs) A New York judge has set a June 4th trial date for the legal dispute in which Lee's estate claimed the lauded writer's new production strays too far from the source book, though the producers promised it wouldn't. So it's kind of like a, excuse me, <clears throat> it's kind of like a he said, she said sort of yeah. thing. Um, and Well, it's like, I mean, you can say we won't stray too far. Right. But what does that mean? Right. Like art is subjective. It and really so is. any kind of artistic license you take on anything. And you know what? To be honest, if if that's your baby, even yeah. though Harper Lee Harper Lee is still No, she, no, she just passed. Yeah, it's not last been too year, long. right? Yeah. Okay. Um you know, this this was her creation. Yeah. And it was her only creation for a very, very long time. Yeah. And so I can see the estate wanting to really hold on to. And to be perfectly honest, it yeah. sounds like what they're doing is aging Atticus and Scout dramatically. Scout is supposed to be prepubescent. Right. But, you know. But the actor who's playing. Okay, I'm going to have to look this up. Because okay. now I don't remember. You think he's on the younger side? He. I mean, he, if I remember, I'm, like, very vaguely remembering who it is. I mean, he's, like, like a Gregory Peck age. Mm-hmm. Um, let me well, just look yeah, this Well, yeah, but, up. you know, it, I feel like in the book, he would have been in his, like, late 20s. Oh. Because Scott was so young. I mean, it just makes more sense to me, right? I mean, I don't, I don't think it was I ever have, expressed. I will say I have not read the book. Oh, okay. So I don't know. I can't remember if it was expressed in the book how old he was. But Scout, I think, was like eight. Yeah, she, I mean, even in the movie, she was a little girl. But then, I don't know. I think I've got it up there somewhere in my mess of a bookcase. (laughs) Bird. Broadway. We're finding out, ladies and gentlemen. Because I don't remember. That's okay. Listen, I say a lot of things with confidence, but I'm not necessarily <laughs> always correct. <laughs> uh, oh, right. Hmm. Jeff Daniels. 
Okay, okay. So that's I like, know what in you're my saying, head, that's Gregory Peck age. I feel like he's older. Okay. Because we're thinking of the Jeff Daniels that we knew and loved from, like, right. Terms of Endearment. Right, well, but I mean, he's, this I mean, is he's, the pi- they, like, even yeah. have a picture. So I'm he's doing, like, in the TV series right now for something. I can't remember what it is, but, no, he, or he used to be. He, what, Newsroom was amazing. Was it amazing? Is it on Netflix? Maybe uh, I'll have to look Amazon for it. It's on Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. I I'll have to look crap for it. Because I saw a, a, like a clip of it, like on Facebook, mm-hmm. and I it it was very very good. It was just three seasons. Okay. And love. Okay. I love I'll it. look into it. <laughs> he's not. He's not old. Right. But he's not young. Right. So like you could place his age anywhere between like thirty eight and fifty five. Do you know what I mean? But like that to me, and and yes, I get like older men can have young, young girls, yeah, <laughs> as daughters. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm thinking of. But yeah. I, it's, it does make sense to me that Scout and Atticus are the main focus of this book, yeah. and to change them so drastically yeah. from what the original intent was meant to be, which was Scout was a very innocent young child yeah. learning about this horrific crime. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. So I don't know. I I can see where the Harper Estate might be standing on this. I don't know that that's exactly what they're standing on because right. I'm I've listened to this story for the first time today. Right. Well, but. and the other thing is, is like Scott's very adamant that he made it clear, you know, where they were going with it, and mm-hmm. not only that, like. As Aaron was writing it, mm-hmm. like they would send yeah. pages to the so, estate. So I mean, I I get where the Harper Estate is coming from. I don't think they have a leg to stand on, which yeah. is why possibly they settled. Yeah. So um, let's what see what the for? rest of yeah. Well, because it. Let's see. Uh, the two sides said in a joint statement today. Excuse me. <coughs> I don't know why. What is wrong with you? No. <laughs> that they amicably settled ongoing litigation and that the Broadway production remains on track to begin previews November 1st at the Schubert Theater and will open on December 13th. Cool. Uh, and Bartlett shares directing. I mean, oh. I mean, listen, estate. Listen, if you want somebody it's in the best of hands, I know. like really, if you want somebody who is going to, um, just really care about the integrity of yes. like everyone because every piece he does is like this piece that's like larger than life, like South Pacific, <laughs> the King and I, like these shows that are so big in our minds because they've been around for so long mm-hmm. and they're just like the gold standard. And yeah. Bartlett Cher always takes really good care of them. Really good care of them. I'm I'm hearing he did the same with, um, you know, My Fair Lady. And so I, I just think I'm just like trust a little bit. I know it's hard, though. We yeah. I get it. It's hard to let go. Yeah. You have to let your baby grow up. Yeah. And and at least you picked really awesome hands. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You know, that'll be real. That'll be a people. knockout. Yeah. Oh, I don't usually go to plays because I just don't have the extra time or money. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if I'm going to go to see a show, it's going to be a musical. Right. I might go to try to see that. Yeah. Yeah. I will go see To Kill. I, I do it's like It's a great plays. story. I mean, also, hmm. Cursed Child. 
Ah, oh, it's got all. I've seen all these pictures now online, oh and like everyone's talking you about it. And I so want to. I'm going to. in August. Okay, but like you, maybe you, I'll go for my birthday. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> sign up for the thing. I'll send you the okay, links and yeah. all. It's, okay. I'm so excited. Okay, that is an excellent segue because now we can talk about the Tony nominations. Tony nominations. Okay, here's here's the thing, you guys. So when <laughs> they were announcing the Tony nominations, which I know everyone's talked about in great detail up mm-hmm. until this point, Catherine yep. McPhee messing up every other name. <laughs> she couldn't say SpongeBob. Listen, you know what? It's the morning. I'm not a morning it's, person either. And I am. I would have been fine. But it's like I would it not is have been likened fine. to me at the end of a podcast yeah. on a late night. And it's it's a hot mess. <laughs> it's a hot mess. And yes. so, you know, Catherine Let's is give adorable. Her a little grace. And it's fine. She's fine. It's fine. Um, okay, so Leslie brings, didn't care. No, he was so nice, but I mean, he just is nice. Yeah, he is. He's a nice person. He's got a sweet face. He was on an episode of Supernatural where he played a demon, and I just couldn't buy it because he's just so sweet, baby face, and I love him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm like, he was in uh, Gotham. He wasn't a bad character. I don't think he was bad. I didn't see that. I'm vaguely remembering. Okay. I, whenever, it's my favorite thing whenever I see. <laughs> A show that's not Law and Order that has <laughs> that also has some Broadway actors, yeah, totally. And then I'm just like screaming at the TV, like I was watching Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and Katrina Lank was in it, yeah. and I and I was like, ah, ah, I know her. Just <laughs> freaking out. This is how I felt when we when Animaniacs was still on the air when mm-hmm. you and I were children. Yeah. Well, maybe not children, but I liked cartoons even at an yeah. old age. I, listen, I watched Animaniacs. Man, it's a great show. It's but time Rita and for Runt. And we're zany oh to the max. So just sit back and relax. You'll laugh the max. We're animaniacs. Come join the oh. Warner Brothers and the Warner Sister Dot. Just for fun, we run around the Warner lot. They lock us in the tower whenever we get caught. But we break loose and then bond loose. And now you know the plot. We're animaniacs. <laughs> Listen. It's amazing. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm in awe because you're so confident while singing it. And then you just sing the entire thing. And I love it. I love it so much. Because I could not, I mean, I could remember where Animaniacs, but like after that, yeah. but you did it, girl. I loved that show. <laughs> Me too. My point in bringing that up, though, is because they had the characters of Rita and Runt, um, the cat and the big dog. Yeah. And they used to do, like, I feel like the first one they did was a spoof on Les Mis, but the voice of Rita was Bernadette Peters and I I recognized it I recognized the voice more I mean over everything else and my little mind was absolutely blown because (laughs) because I was like there's a Broadway actress in a cartoon like that wait I could do that too like it was so it was such a cool thing (laughs) but they spoofed Broadway musicals too and like I was in heaven it was a great show there was a place for us (laughs) <laughs> they probably did a West Side Story there too. I'm like, sure I'm they did. Sure they now did. I like want to go on YouTube and try to find like all these old Animaniacs episodes. It might be on Netflix. Uh oh, you've opened Pandora's box. If that's true, I might have. I might have, man. And you can download the um, soundtrack. Oh my gosh. 
<laughs> so you've got like the countries of the world song <laughs> and like all, I mean, all of those like they're just so incredibly creative it's really it's really astounding <laughs> i loved that show yeah and it was funny yeah it was it was <laughs> uh okay, oh tony cool awards yeah so t- <laughs> Tony Award nominees. It's going to be a long one. <laughs> it's cool. Well, we'll just do like a couple. We yeah. won't do all of them. But um, because we were just talking about Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, that is up for a Tony Award for Best Play. The Children, Farinelli and the King, Junk, and Latin History for Morons. I saw Farinelli and the King, <laughs> uh, Harry Potter, I won't get to see until August. Um, and I did not see The Children or... Uh, junk or Latin history for morons, but um, John Leguizamo is getting a special Tony Award along with um, Bruce Springsteen for their sort of like one man, yeah, you know, performances on Broadway this season. I'm so excited for John Leguizamo. I love him. I do too. Well, and how many one man shows do you have to do? I know to get a freaking special Tony Award. Like he's done so freaking many. Yeah, Yeah. he has. Oh, good for him. That's exciting. I like him a lot. Uh, Yeah, and then best musical: The Band's Visit, Frozen, Mean Girls, and SpongeBob SquarePants the Musical. I'm. I I don't have any idea. I have no guess. Uh, I'm. You know me. I'm all of the band's visit. I well, and I would say that only because it's original, like completely original. Well, isn't it? It is based off a movie, but it's like not a very well known movie. No, it's not very well known because I didn't remember that. Very well beloved in in Israel, but it's not like Americans don't know it. Well, so then I guess it's kind of a clean slate as far as because they're all based on pre-existing material mm-hmm. who knows yeah i i you know i, I haven't have, seen any of them so my, i can't really my fingers and toes are definitely crossed for the band's for the visit, band's visit. It, awesome it was just oh, the music <laughs> oh my god the music david yazbek you just I love like him. again like i said the last time dust off the shelf <laughs> It's coming home. Have have a little space. Make some. Scoot all those other awards over mm-hmm. a little. You need to do it. <laughs> uh, best revival of a play, Angels in America. Ugh. I have heard such good things. And the it's pictures really easy that are to available. win the, the lottery, too. Is it? It's like real easy. Okay. Yeah. The pictures that I've seen are just gorgeous. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to. Who's it? Andrew Garfield? Yeah, Andrew Garfield. Uh, he is up for a Tony Award. Yeah. Uh, Nathan Lane plays Roy Cohn. He's oh, up for a Tony Award. Okay. Lee Pace is in it. I love him. Yeah. He was in a movie called, <laughs> I think it was called The Fall. And that was the first experience I had with him. And I I had a little crush. I, like, yeah. I got a little crush I, on me him. Was, it was when he was the pie maker in Pushing well, Daisies. Well, and that's what I watched then next. But, like, in the fall, so it's not a comedy. And so then when I watched Pushing Daisies, I was like, oh, he's like, he's he's got stuff. He's got, but like I had a talent crush from that movie. It's like (laughs) an, I don't know. It's not even like a popular movie. It was just, it's good. I think it's called The Fall. Now I'm going to, I'm hoping now it's called The Fall. (laughs) I'm not even going to look it up. It's called The Fall. It's called The Fall. (laughs) Lee Pace is in it. Just look up. If we're wrong, you can message us on Facebook and Twitter. He's super attractive. I just love him. He just... He was just like I'm not. I have a lot of friends who love the the nerdy type, which is not really <laughs> like my type. Yeah. But he was just so precious. Yeah. He's not. 
like he's just he's like an awkward nerd. Yeah. Which I love. Just I can totally so get behind the awkward. I just, I man, pushing daisies, a show that was it's gone so way too soon. I know. And like Ellen Ryan, Green. Oh my god. Like Swoozy Kurtz. Kristen Chenoweth. Ah. Oh. I mean, and and freaking <laughs> Brian, uh what's his name? Brian, the guy who's like the um creator of the show, like he's been teasing a movie for so many years. Oh. And I'm like, and Kristen's still like, I'm in. Every single time it's like mentioned, she's like, I'm in. Yeah. I'm still in. I love her. She's so I'm fun. still in. The, I'm still the in. woman <laughs> playing the lead in that, and I can't remember her name right now, is doing a British series yeah. called Marcella. She, yeah. Um, she she was Chuck, but uh, her yeah, name Chuck, is Anna Friel. Thank you. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I thought I'd mention that. Loved, <laughs> it's so good. But I still have a bit. And he's so tall. He's really tall. I love that tall guy. <laughs> just tall and, and awkward. He's and awkward and like kind of just, he's just an everyman. <laughs> it's really precious. It's, it is precious. Um, <laughs> uh, Three Tall Women, which has mm. uh, Glenda Jackson, um, Laurie Metcalf, and Allison Pill. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denzel Washington uh, is in The Iceman Cometh, and Iceman Cometh is up for Best Revival. Uh, Lobby Hero uh, is What's also up one? for Best Revival. What's and the Lobby Hero? So, um, Lobby Hero... Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Shoot. <laughs> Don't close out the page. You're going to need that. Yes, I am. <laughs> uh, so, it's about... I'm not super clear that it's it's about like some security guards at a mall or something. I'm not super is it a clear comedy? on what it is. It it's I guess you would call it more of like a dramedy. It's just okay. like a, a it's kind of like how the band's visit is like this little slice of life. Yeah. It's like Lobby Hero is is like that. And, okay. Um, Chris Evans who's Captain America, he's in it. <gasps> Love. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love. Uh, all right, Travesties, which is a 1976. It won the oh, it won the best play in 1976. It's oh, a cool. Tom Stoppard play, and um, Tom Hollander is the lead in that. <gasps> yeah. Oh, why are all my favorite superheroes and villains all <laughs> on the stage this year? I don't know who else, just those two. But I love him. Yeah, Tom Hollander. He's great. great. He's great. He's great. Um, <laughs> He's another talent crush I have. Do, do you? I kind of do like a, the bad guys too. Like, but the not like the guys that like are bad, but because they've had the motivation to get there, not just because they're evil. Mm-hmm. I'm for it. He, <laughs> he was in. So he was in uh, uh, Pride and Prejudice, right? Oh, the yeah. 2005 one. The one you like the best? I yeah, I love that one. <laughs> I mean. Colin Firth one okay I know. as well. I feel like we've talked about this on yeah, several different like it, iterations of this. I'm cool. You can absolutely like, have that yeah. that point of view. But the thing that so there was this clip. Uh, if you do the extras, like way back when we watched DVDs, <laughs> there's these extras, and so of course he's like the awkward. <laughs> sort of conceited cousin who like yep. has no right to be conceited because he's just like awkward and weird and small um but tom was like so perfect in this role like he was perfect and so i just every time he would come on the screen i would just shake my head and be like 
you're a nightmare, but also I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> and so anyway, there, there was this special, uh, features and they, they, uh, <laughs> at the opening of one of the special features is like, there was like some downtime from shooting and he's in his like little costume with his like, I mean, the wig was a mullet. I'm not even kidding. It was a straight mullet. Gross. And he, and he's just like twirling around and dancing. <laughs> and I was like, if I could somehow figure out how, when I got up at like, when I turn on my computer, I just had like that little <laughs> thing play before all my stuff opened. Okay, putting out a technological request. If anybody knows how to do that, I just want that little clip so that whenever I turn on my computer, I just see, you well, know, instead you turn of the it swirl, into a gif. Like, I want it instead of the swirl yeah, when my totally, computer's I starting. I want Tom Hollander dancing around. There in has a to be a way. I'm sure there is. Somebody, I mean, if Apple. Who knows coding? What are you doing? Anybody? We want Tom Hollander doing a prancy dance. Yeah, when I when I turn on my computer. I still <laughs> want that. Okay, best revival of a musical, My Fair Lady, with um, Lauren Ambrose. Oh, yeah. And did you watch Downton Abbey? Yes. Okay. Uh, or at least the first couple, like, season and a half. Oh, crap. Okay, um, then you won't know this person. Never mind. Because uh, he's playing... I stopped watching When Someone Died. But I won't tell you who because oh, I don't want to spoil things. Yeah. A lot of people. Look, here's I, why. I loved him. but Because like, it wasn't available to me. I only had Netflix. And so oh, at the time, I couldn't watch anymore without like going online and oh, doing like the whole streaming thing. But the streaming on the Apple TV at that point was terrible. And it would buffer oh. and it would stop all the time. So then I was like, okay, fine. I can't watch this anymore. I love the show. Can't watch it. it the whole thing's on Amazon Prime now. So. Okay. Well, then maybe I'm, I'm I'll gonna, go back. I'm not going to. I don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> but uh, anyway, the, the gentleman playing um, Professor Higgins is in the last season okay. of Downton Abbey. Cool. And he's a wonderful human being on awesome. that show. You will be happy. Okay. Um, and then Once on this Island and Carousel. All right. Which we talked about in depth. Okay, yes, we, we already did. talked about <laughs> Andrew Garfield being up for a Tony for best performance uh, by a leading actor in a play. Mm -hmm. Tom Hollander is also up oh. for one. Jamie Parker, who plays Harry Potter in Harry oh, Potter and the Curse okay. of Child. Mark Rylance, who was the oh. king in Farinelli and the King. I mean, listen, he can't do any wrong as far as I'm no. He is. He is so good. Yeah, yeah. No, he was great. He was great in Farinelli and the King. He was great. Man, and then, that is a that is a packed list. And then Denzel for Oh Ice my Man gosh, Comics. it's like yes. who do you pick? I know. I do not envy the Tony Award nomination. It's a, or it's a real hard one. That's the, a whoever tight race. makes the decisions. Yeah, that's tough. And then it doesn't get better because best performance by an actress <laughs> in a leading role in a play. You have Glenda Jackson uh -huh. for Three Tall Women, which I've heard is one of the best things anybody's ever seen. Wow. Just her or the whole play? Well, her, like, her performance yeah. specifically. And apparently, like, she goes back and forth from acting because she's, like, very, um, like, she's, uh, she's, like, some higher up politically in England, which I, like, did not know. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. It's sort of like a Shirley Temple situation. Wow. Yeah. And she's um in her 80s. Okay. And wow. then you have Condola Rashad uh, as St. Joan. She's great. Lauren Ridloff, which I saw Children of a Lesser God. Okay. Holy jeez. 
Wow. <laughs> I mean, this is her first professional acting gig. <laughs> she was... Holy crap. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Okay, cool. And then Amy Schumer for Meteor Shower, mm. which, like, Amy posted. She was like, I already know I'm not going to win, so I'm going <laughs> to thank everybody here. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, best performance by an actor in a leading role in a musical, Harry Hayden Patton, who was the one who was in Downton Abbey, who's okay. playing uh, uh, Professor, Professor Higgins. Higgins in My Fair Lady. Joshua Henry mm. uh, for The Carousel. You know how we feel about him. Okay, and Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> oh, band's visit. For the visit. band's visit. Okay. And then Ethan Slater for being SpongeBob in SpongeBob SquarePants. Okay. Uh Okay, P.S. Have you watched The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel yet? No. It's on my list. Okay. Because Tony is in it and just... <laughs> You're going to love him. I mean, like, you love him already. I do Everyone love him. Everyone loves I love him, him already. Yes. But I was like, I didn't know I had more love in my heart for I loved you. him from Wings. <laughs> I never really watched Wings. Oh, really? But, like, Monk, yes. I mean, he's great in Monk. Yeah. He's great in Monk. It's hard... To see him outside of Monk because he's a normal human being, but like, <laughs> it, like he just so encompasses that character that yeah. that's who you think he is. Yeah, he he's he's completely different in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel okay. as um as Midge's father. Uh huh. But oh my god, he's great. I love him so much. This is this season on Broadway. Oh. I have mixed feelings about it. We'll I know. Talk well, about I know you end. do about SpongeBob. Well, I don't no, know. no about. <laughs> Well, what? we'll talk about it at okay. the end because okay. it, it's um, uh, Lauren Ambrose, My Fair Lady for mm-hmm. Best Performance by an Actress in a Leading Role in a Musical, Haley Kilgore for Once on This Island, LaShawn's for Summer, the Donna Summer Musical, the one I'm rooting for, Katrina Lank for The Band's Visit. Yes, <laughs> bring it on, bring it on. <laughs> Taylor Louderman for Mean Girls and Jesse Mueller for Carousel. Okay. Jessie has one where I'd be rooting for her. I'm all about Katrina Lank. Okay. Katrina. I'm all for just... the person that's never been nominated before. <laughs> she, well, she... Oh, has she been nominated? She was last remember... year oh. because she was in Indecent. Oh. And, like, she, I saw Indecent. She's so great. She's so great. Awesome. But then, like, the band's visit, I was like, oh, my God. She's just, and then, okay, if you, if anybody goes on YouTube, mm-hmm. this is going to be a very long intermission, so very. I don't care, it's a Everyone special, gets to pee. because it's Tony nominations, <laughs> um, so like, uh, if you can go on YouTube, and if you can watch the miscast from this year, mm-hmm. Katrina Lank does If I Were a Rich Man, <laughs> and she plays the fiddle. Oh! cool and it's my favorite thing that's awesome (laughs) it's my favorite everyone should watch that if you haven't already okay best performance by an actor in a featured role in a play anthony boyle for harry potter michael sarah for lobby hero brian tyree henry from lobby hero and i've heard he's awesome okay and then like i already said nathan lane angels in america mm-hmm. and david morse and eugene o'neill's the iceman cometh okay. that freaking okay the iceman cometh cast holy crap yeah it's such a it's like every single like when they were like this actor and this actor and this actress <laughs> and, this, and i was like i would go if 
just one of them we're going to play. <laughs> yeah, Let alone all of them together. Nice. So I'm in for the five hours. Um, <laughs> best performance by an actress in a featured role, Susan Brown for Angels in America. And this was the one I nearly teared up because... She wasn't in best leading role, and I was like, are they not going to nominate her? I was getting very upset. <laughs> yeah. And then when they finally called her name, I almost, my face almost Yay. exploded into tears. Noma Dumasweni for playing Hermione in Harry Potter oh, and the Cursed Child. Oh, I love Child. it. Okay, awesome. I was like, if you don't nominate her, I'm, because it's a huge... If people don't know the controversy that happened when she was first mm. cast as Hermione in the UK, where I will say she also won an Olivier Award because she's black yeah. and playing Hermione and it was like a whole deal because people are still stupid. <laughs> um, and like the stuff like she's had to put up with. I it's ugh. It's real dumb. It's real it dumb. dumb. And well, then, it's, it undermines your confidence. Even if it's not, look, it was not her decision to cast her. She just happened to be the best one. Okay. And, okay. Can we but talk like about hear, that for a second? Yes. Because what often happens is what I hear, what I, what I would hear all the time would be like, well, people would be like, why didn't any person of color like get a certain role? And they would be like, well, there was always this argument. Yeah. Well, you have to cast the best person for the role. So that just automatically implied that, like, no person of color was right. ever good enough. So, yeah. you know, that's stupid. It's totally okay, stupid. Okay, so, but then how come when it's, like, reversed and you get a person of color and in a very iconic up in arms role? Yeah, but it's not what they pictured says, when they were reading Nobody it. says then, oh, well, you just have to pick the best person for the role. The thing is, from every friend that I have had that has seen Harry Potter on the West End and has seen it here on Broadway, they're yeah. like, okay, but like she is absolutely the best person for the role. And Ebony, you're going to be so freaking happy. <laughs> I'm really excited. I, I want to see it so yeah. badly. Yeah. I'll have no, to look mom. it up. Yeah, send me that link. And I every time it. I dress up as Hermione and put it on Instagram, she <laughs> likes it. Every time. Love it! <laughs> I love Noma. Okay, Deborah Findlay for the children. Denise Go, I might be butchering, for Angels <laughs> in America, and Laurie Metcalf for Three Tall Women. Okay. Norbert Leo Buds for My Fair Lady for a featured him. role. Yeah, in a musical. And yeah. he's, you know what? It's so funny. <laughs> He's so he seems still so young to me because I no. grew up with him. I know, but like, but he he's was... he's older now. Like he's he plays all of these old characters. He's playing her dad in in My Fair Lady, and he was, I think it was the day after the Tony nominations, and he I'm I'm guessing like they've made forced him to grow all this extra facial hair <laughs> so he looks even older. Yeah, but I was like. But when I saw the casting, I was like, wait, he's played her dad? Yeah, I know, I know. That and was then, what when I, I I did, too. But then, but then, you then saw when him. I saw him, yeah. I was like, oh, he's playing yeah. her dad. Yeah. It's kind of amazing it's to really me. It's really weird. But it's he's, weird. I love him. He's great. Uh, Alexander <laughs> Gemignani is playing the, she She could not get his last name right. That was very funny. <laughs> I was like, okay, it you're not a in theater. Name, but... Well, but like his father's been I around know. for a but she's not been in theater. No, she's not. She's very new. So Alexander Gemignani for Carousel. He plays Mr. Snow. Cool. Gray Henson for Mean Girls. Gavin Lee for SpongeBob SquarePants. 
Uh, he was mm-hmm. Bert in Mary Poppins. Oh. He was an awesome Bert. He was awesome. Wait, Gavin Lee? Yeah. Why did I think it was Gavin Creel? No, never was. That is so weird. <laughs> I think it's just the first name. Maybe. Yeah. That is the weirdest thing. I was yeah. so super confused no. for a second that you said, okay, cool. Yeah, it was all. Forget no. I said that, theater geeks. <laughs> Don't take my geek card. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, I will butch- I'll probably butcher this. <laughs> Nice young man's uh, name, Ariel Stechel, of the band's visit. This is like, it's so sweet. Like, this is like his first time on Broadway, his first nomination. He's like a little sweet baby angel. He said he called his mom. He was like, Mom. So cute. (laughs) That's adorable. Little bean. And uh, featured actress in a musical, Ariana DeBose for Summer. Renee Fleming for Carousel. Super excited about this one. Lindsay Mendez for Carousel. <laughs> uh, you can't see me punching my fist in the air. She's punching her fist really in the air. I get really excited You could probably hear it. You've got a pretty good mic. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put a sound effect there. <laughs> Ashley Park for Mean Girls and Diana Rigg for My Fair Lady. And it's funny because I heard she's in it for like yeah, five, ten she's minutes. she's like the... Duchess lady. Yeah. Or the, I can't remember her name right now. Yeah. I mean, she's a very good actress. That's what everyone but you're right, says. She's in there for like, like a scene. Yeah. And that's basically it. That's what everyone says. Um, all right. I guess a couple notables would be like Tina Fey's up for best book for uh, Mean Girls. Jennifer Lee for Frozen. Itmar Moses for The Band's Visit, which punching fists in the air. <laughs> Um, David Yap's back to band visit. <laughs> Just really excited. This is what Ebony does. <laughs> she picks one show <laughs> per season that she gloms onto and then obsesses over mm-hmm. until the end of time. And she <laughs> calls the creatives by their first names. <laughs> yes, I do. And she loves them and treats them like her family. <laughs> And it's endearing, and I love it. (laughs) And usually I'm right about them winning. Yeah, you are. I mean, it's, well, you've got good taste. Thanks. I'll give you that. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. So that's the Tony Nods. There they are. You guys, I'm really excited. Did everyone have a chance to go to the bathroom during this intermission (laughs) sode? (laughs) We hope you did. That was very long, but it it was was all very important, because that's, uh, if you'll recall... The Tony Awards episode was the very first episode that we aired last year. And we are coming up on our year anniversary. So it's kind of special. And we always like to make the Tony Awards a big deal because that's like the theater royale. It's the Super Bowl of the theater. It is. Uh, American theater. And we want to be the the, British theater. (laughs) The Olivier's. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, we want to give them their props. Yeah. Very exciting. <laughs> I won't get to watch this year because my friend is getting married on that day. Ugh. It's upsetting. I have to work because it's a Sunday, but I'm right, really but hoping that I'll be back. by the time. Hopefully. It I mean, it may just be eight. where I'd be like, okay, the last dog can be scheduled at 4.30 and then nobody after that. <laughs> it doesn't start till 8, though. Oh. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. I guess I was thinking seven. So yeah, it should be okay. I mean, like seven's like if you watch red carpet on. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. I, but that's like online because they don't really <laughs> show wants it on to TV. Watch that. I'm sorry. I really don't care about dresses and crap like that. Just give me the musical numbers. You know what? That's I, why we watch the Tonys. You know what I wish though? Yeah. So there was, I don't know, it was that a couple they do of the plays years. as well. Well, well, yes, I do wish that. I do too. But there was, PBS would do, like, the technical awards. Like, you could oh, actually yes. watch them. And so that would happen before the actual ceremony. Yep. And so, listen. And now you just get a little snippet of their speech. Yeah, and I, I, I went, I, listen, when that happened, I was like, Ma, after church, I got to be home on time because PBS is going to show the tech. Listen, she understood what kind yeah. of child she had. So she just let me. <laughs> and I occupied the TV for a full, I don't know, what was it? Six, eight hours? It's so good. Yeah. The, yeah. I, 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 I might be in the minority. Mm-hmm. But, like, we can watch that on the Oscars and the Golden yeah. Globes and every Emmys, all of the other awards for yeah, movies and I, TV. I actually want to watch the people yes. get their I want to watch the theater. Yeah. When I was growing up in Illinois, nowhere near New York City, mm-hmm. that was the theater I could, that was the Broadway I could see. Yeah. Yeah. And so you better believe I was glued to that TV yeah. from the very mention of the start of it. And I just, you know, now anymore, and maybe it's because I'm a little older, maybe it's because I'm a little jaded, but uh, I just don't care about that crap. I don't care who you're wearing. Yeah. I don't care what your fingernail polish looks like. I don't think it's jaded. I think, I mean, it's just very superficial. It totally is. So, like, I, I, I don't mind it, but, like, it's not my favorite. Like, the Met Gala just happened recently, and people are asking me questions about it, and I, (laughs) I don't care. Pretty dresses, I guess. I, I don't. Who cares? I don't care. No. (laughs) Uh, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry either. No. Maybe I'm sorry at my harsh tone. <laughs> but it it does make me really angry yeah. that they have shortened it. Yeah. And the first full hour is just what they're wearing. Like who cares? It the the other thing is like um I want equal representation <laughs> is what I want. I yeah, I would I I mean it would be wonderful if PBS, you know, still still did that. You and know what else I want? What? I want them not to call the best musical at the end of the show when I have to go to bed. Well, every award show does that though. No. They all do like best <laughs> film of the year. You know, like every single they always say because they want you, know, you to watch till the end. Here's what happens though: I get to ten fifteen and I'm like, I'm just gonna look it up on Facebook tomorrow. Yeah. I just can't. I can't stay up past that. Long. <laughs> I just can't. Like it's eleven o'clock <laughs> on a school night. <laughs> school night I know. The thing, the last thing I will say oh, yeah. is like the the Tonys. I mean, they're my favorite, obviously, because I've been obsessed with theater <laughs> yeah. forever. But also, it is the best one. Yes. And, and uh, I mean, you're going to argue with me about the Grammys and the American Music Awards, which, you know, I don't watch because it's just it's yeah, really too either. raunchy for me. Yeah. And I don't care as much. Um, but <clears throat> I, I feel the Tonys are the best because it is a live show. Yeah. And everyone who is there, that is their bread and butter. Yes. That is their daily lives is a live show. So... 
Yeah, it's going to be awesome because they know what they're doing. Everyone's on point. Yeah, there they, is no question no. about it. You don't need to. You don't need to rehearse. Well, they do. They well, have well a I know dress that rehearsal. they do. Yeah, but like, well, I mean, everybody rehearses, but you know what I mean. But yeah, like, yeah. you don't need to because you you are in it. That's your skill set right it's, there. Yeah, I mean, it's so good. I love the theater. <laughs> I do too. really do. <laughs> and I love the Tony Awards because it really does take me back to my childhood yeah. when, you know, I can't, I can, I can't count on any fingers the amount of people that had as much love for it in, in my surrounding yeah. peers. No, me neither. I was a weirdo. Because nobody in my school did. Like I did summer theater. Uh, mm-hmm. with different high school schools in the area. And so, mm-hmm. like, those people... But, like, there was nobody else in my high school mm-hmm. that cared as much as I did. So when I went home, this was a very special thing. My whole family knew not... You don't you don't come in unless it's a commercial break. Yeah. You don't, uh, don't offer me anything. This is... I just need to watch the music. You know, like, it's <laughs> just... It was an obsession because... Yeah. These were my people. Yeah. These were the people that I knew would understand me at my at my current point. Right, right. No, and nobody totally else agree. did. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It was, for me it was that and I I have said before like theater talk. Like I would on Friday nights cuz I couldn't <laughs> do it, you know, it I think I actually think it only just it only came on on Friday nights, but if I wasn't in a play, yeah. or a musical at school. <laughs> Um, or elsewhere, I would, I would probably fall asleep after TGIF on ABC, <laughs> and then my mom would be like, "Ebony, it's time to go to bed," and I would be like, "But mom, theater talks on at one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I need to watch it," and she would be like, "What?" And I was like, Mom, theater talks on PBS. And she was like, okay. And so she would let me stay up until ungodly hours to watch the interviews on theater talk on PBS, which was called or is called MPT back home in Maryland. Okay. So that was, those were my things. Nice. Uh, Sundays, also Sundays. I love Sunday. There was a radio (laughs) station that. I think was from Chicago, Mm -hmm. so it wouldn't have been everywhere, but I could get it in Bloomington, Illinois. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was like, started at one o'clock and it went into like four or five, Mm -hmm. where on this radio station, they played nothing but but Broadway show tunes. Oh, wow. And what I would do is like beg my parents, because what we did, we had church in the morning and then we went out to eat. Mm -hmm. That was the only day we ate out, was on Sunday. It was usually like... Sterling Stockade or some other buffet Mm. type place and then as we were driving back it would usually be right around the time that it started so I would beg my parents to like start listening to it and then I would sit in the car and wait until it was all finished once we got home because I loved it this (laughs) it's I I know that I'm not the only person that feels this way Mm -hmm. especially of the people that are actually in theater right where we felt completely disenfranchised as children yeah we were the misfits right we were the outcasts mm-hmm. because we had a passion for something that was not the norm right but we couldn't shake it mm-hmm. you just can't you no. love what you love yeah you know what i mean <laughs> and it's real it's a real difficult life when you're being bullied for it but you love what you love yeah but you're also surrounded by these the support mm-hmm. system of people that all feel the same way yeah and even though you aren't physically 
with them. Mm-hmm. You hear them, you know, when you when you hear stories about you, yeah. you know, watching theater talk at 1 a.m. <laughs> and me listening to this radio station and so and so um, watching the Tony Awards and taping it on VHS and then wearing Which out I that did. tape. Of course, Which I did. I I can't even imagine. <laughs> I was like, we had to go and we had to make sure we had a blank VHS. Yes. And I was recording. Yeah. And if she we didn't, we like, were searching for the masking tape so we mother- could tape over something right? else. My mom would be like, Ebony, you're, but you're watching it. I was like, I know, mom, but I have to rewatch it. Yes. We didn't have YouTube no, back then. We, there was no DVR. We were completely reliant on what we could get yeah. from a VHS tape. And you guys don't even know what VHS tapes are. <laughs> They're like, what is a VHS tape? Yeah. You don't even know what a cassette You don't know what anything is. I know. You only know <laughs> digital media. We didn't have digital. Digital media no. meant you pushed the button on the radio station right. with your digit. <laughs> That was digital media. Was digital media. Yep. <laughs> I sound there like the no oldest YouTubes person right now. There were no YouTube to like search. You and, couldn't. And I find mean, you can clips. probably now find oh, these. Of course clips. you but can. But you know why you can find them? Because someone VHS, VHS taped them. That's right. <laughs> That's one hundred percent accurate. <laughs> I just clapped and hurt my fingers <laughs> so oh, badly. Oh no. It's okay. It's okay. It's like one of those pains that's that's just gonna stick with me now oh, for no. a while. <laughs> oh no. But it's true, like, when uh, I was watching, when we did our Legs Diamond episode, yeah. it was, I mean, it had the num- digital numbers on there. Yeah. I was like, this is... <laughs> this is real. Yeah. This was someone's possession. Yeah. I love that stuff. Uh, I do, too. <sighs> that, well, that's what I'm nostalgic yeah. for. It's like going back and feeling that passionate about it. Yeah. I'm getting there. I'm getting back there. Oh, we I, we wanted to yeah. talk about. Okay, this is turning into a full on episode. It's and fine. you know what? You forgive us because you love it. It's our one year anniversary. It's fine. <laughs> Not quite when I post it, but that's cool. That's you know, fine. you can just bear with us yeah. again. Thanks. Um, <laughs> we were gonna talk about. We were talking about this actually before the episode uh, started recording mm-hmm. about my voice coach. I'm so excited. His name is Jason Wetzel, and I love this guy. He's amazing, and I. I will say that when I first started, I was hopeful Mm -hmm. that I would be excited about it again Mm -hmm. and, like, really get back into the gear of things. But you never know what's going to happen. Like, it's been so long. It's been four and a half years since I've really performed. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've done stuff here and there, but it's been a long, long time. Yes. Your concert and, like, one show here and there. Like, one show benefits. you benefit thing Mm -hmm. once a year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But... You know, I, I didn't, I, I went in thinking I'm either, I've either lost my talent, I've let it atrophy. Well, that's some bull because <laughs> uh, if any of you listening were at the concert, I, for weeks after, weeks after, like everybody would, who, like any of my friends or anybody I would see that had went would be like, this person was great. This person was awesome. And then that Pamela, that person you do that podcast with, I was like, I know. Oh. I know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's it is a skill, but if you don't work it's a muscle. Yeah. Yeah, so if you muscle. don't work it, mm-hmm. it doesn't work for you. Right. And so it was it would there was a fear there that I had mm-hmm. let it atrophy and it's not 
you know, yes, you can come back from that, but you never know how long it's going to take. And it's, oh, you know, it's just anxiety. You yeah. And you know me. I'm full of anxiety. <laughs> Aren't we all? Yeah. Um, so there was that. But there was also like, uh, maybe I just don't even want to anymore. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is, you know, maybe this is God telling me. That it's just not meant to be. Except he's told you the opposite, like, a <laughs> so lot. So many times yeah. that I keep ignoring him. Yes. I know. <laughs> but it's so, but this was kind of the kick in the butt that I needed because I went into my first vocal coaching with him and he sat me down and we were chatting and it was like we were best friends. <laughs> it It's like we had known each other for ages and there was no gap from the last time we spoke to the, the, to the <laughs> time that we were speaking then. It was so amazing to me. Plus he has this adorable dog named Bozy and I love him. He's my boyfriend. <laughs> yes. Um, and it was just a really great, we just sang and it felt very easy and I didn't, it didn't feel vulnerable at all, which mm. is kind of, that's half the challenge right yeah. in itself. When you meet a new voice teacher and you have to sing for them, it's like, how do I feel about this? Yeah. Because if you feel any way but comfortable, it's not going to go well. Right. But with him, it was so easy. And so we've had several vocal coachings, but he's also been working so hard mm-hmm. everywhere else. Mm-hmm. So we haven't, like, I wish that we would, I, I wanted do like one every week yeah but we haven't been able to do that (laughs) so the times that I have been able to work with him we have pared down my audition book (laughs) to maybe like five songs left Mm -hmm. out of so many (laughs) which isn't I mean like I literally went through and I was like I don't want that anymore. I don't feel good about that one. Yeah. Uh, this one's terrible. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> stuff like that. Or like, I just don't love it anymore. Yeah. And so I, but I was keeping it because it was the only thing I had of that category. Anyway. Mm-hmm. And we have so many new songs in my book <laughs> from just my vocal coachings with him. So it's super exciting. I've got a song from Waitress that I love. You told me. Yeah, you told me so about much. that one. I just don't want to give people the idea to take <laughs> them. You know what I mean? I'm going to tell you anyway. When he sees me. <laughs> It's so fun. It's yeah. such, I mean, and that character, I feel her so hardcore, yeah. she, you know, awkward and anxious. It uh, doesn't feel like she's deserving, but hopes so much for yeah. love. Mm-hmm. There, you know, there's so much of me in that character. So singing that song <laughs> was so easy. Like, and it's just so fun and it's written so well. Sarah Bareilles is brilliant. Um, and then this is what, okay. Panic at the Disco song. Panic at the Disco is an alternative band. Right. That's the current. guy who was in Kinky Bran- Boots. Brendan Yuri exactly, yeah. was in Kinky Boots. So he's the lead singer of Panic at the Disco, which, and I love that. So if you guys don't know Panic at the Disco, just look it up right now. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, and it's theatrical, really. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of their old stuff is very, very theatrical. The new stuff, I like the sound of the new stuff more, but mm-hmm. it's all so very, very good and so well performed. Brendan Yuri is really genius at writing and singing it's really good. Anyway, so I've got one of his songs that I'm going to be learning um, that that Jason, poor Jason, has to like basically write from scratch because they don't have the the sheet music available in the vocal selections. They've oh. only got like the piano score. Oh. So he's got to take it, but like make it well, you know, like write it. So it, there's like a vocal line, oh, but it's oh. but it's not too much piano for the voice. It's I mean, he's still working on it. It's been oh, like wow. a couple months, so. Thank you. Uh, Excuse me. And then this is kind of one of my favorites too. I like to sing the male songs because there's a lot more meat in them. I feel like yeah. there's a lot more depth. I, I always like, I, I think I said this on an episode, like I always like the boy songs. Yeah. Better. Like even in Hamilton, I know a lot of people love the Skylar sister songs <laughs> and like 
you know, they're fine. Like, satisfied <laughs> is real good. Satisfied is real, real good. Uh, and uh, the the opening one with the girls, but like mostly, yeah, mostly I just want to sing Right Hand Man. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but I love them. And I've loved them for a long, long time, but I've never had a vocal coach that's really been able to transpose them for me mm-hmm. and to help me find the perfect key for me to sing them in. Mm-hmm. But one of the suggestions that he made for me when we were first looking at just revamping my entire book mm-hmm. was Love Who You Love from Man of No Importance. Okay. And while I love that song, mm-hmm. I really wanted to learn Streets of Dublin from Man of No Importance. It's a little faster and mm-hmm. it's a little more fun mm-hmm. and it's the character is more me. <laughs> even mm-hmm. if even as a man. And so we <laughs> sang it. There is a version of oh shoot, Rachel um um from Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah. Rachel something something. Yeah. Three names. I cannot remember her name. I, I know no. who you mean though. I I'm know who the, you mean. She plays uh the mother mm-hmm. in Dear Evan Hansen or one of the mothers. She's the blonde one. Anyway. Oh. What is Bay her name? Jones. Yes, Rachel B. Jones. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's three names, and it doesn't sound like a girl name. It's like Rachel something weird, not, you know. Yeah. Yes. Rachel B. Jones. So I was looking up uh, recordings of Streets of Dublin on YouTube and came across one that she did oh. where she's surrounded by only Irish instruments. So you've got the mandolin and a fiddle and, you know, some other, like, it was so, and a lute maybe, I don't even know. Mm. So good. And it was so um, slightly slower, a little more nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was so good. And so then I was like, well, if Rachel Bay Jones can do it, yeah. <laughs> I want to do it. Yeah. So I have a great rendition of that for an audition cut. I'm very excited. We're just getting there. <laughs> so the <laughs> this is this is a very okay. long episode. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Uh, you know, just stop listening if you don't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> uh, at some point, because I'm still in the learning process right now, but at some point I will put this on camera and I will post them either to my website or to Instagram. So okay. I will let you know when any of that happens. <laughs> but I do, I have to feel completely performance ready before I'm able to do that. Because I don't want to put anything out there that's not tip top yeah. and ready to ready to be seen. But you'll know. It's very exciting. It's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that this week. I was your uh, your uh, your vocal coaching. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. I like. I. I randomly sometimes look and I'm like, what auditions are? <laughs> Not an actor. I know. Don't know the first thing. Well, I have been looking, and here's the thing: SpongeBob was having their, I think they're just required calls, and I was mm-hmm. gonna go in, except my panic at the disco song isn't ready yet. Oh. <laughs> that would have been the yeah, perfect song have. to sing. Now, the thing about required yeah, calls have. is that they have to have them every six months. So I've got, you know, okay. I've got another one, you know, another opportunity as long as the what show is a required call. What's that mean? Oh, uh, well, it's the union's way of just giving you know, opportunity okay. for, for auditioning. It, it just means that even if they're not looking for a role, they still have to have some auditions. Okay. Um, and it's always a good opportunity to be, to be seen. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Even if they're not looking actively. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. Yes. <laughs> hey, thanks for, uh, hanging in there with us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to edit this at all. I think it's perfect. Yeah, it's good. I'm just going to post it on Tuesday. So. <laughs> oh, I do.
do have one super random request. Uh, I'm working on producing another show. Oh. If anybody who's in the New York City area is a producer who's really good at fundraising. Okay. Contact us on Facebook or Twitter at TGABWay or Theater Geeks Anonymous on Facebook. Um, also looking for a marketing uh, coordinator as well. Okay, you have your orders. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. I would like ladies. <laughs> I want a girl squad again. Yes. Specifically for this because it's like for... Uh, Is it women-centric? Women awesome. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. What could I sing? <laughs> it's not a musical, though. Oh. It's not what? a musical, though. Yeah, it's not. They're not musicals. I'll tell you all about them after. I'm feeling so disenfranchised <laughs> again. <laughs> I know. No, but we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Yeah, okay, cool. In detail. But yeah, let us know. Awesome. Thanks for hanging in there. Thank you, guys. You guys are amazing. Remember that we're taking a couple of weeks off from this point on. So we'll see you hopefully beginning of June, but it might be the middle of June. Let's be honest. We're not the most organized. Well, no, we're incredibly organized. We We just don't have a lot of time. Yeah. So we try to get (laughs) as many out as we possibly can. And it's not like the first season where, like, we had months and months to record tons of episodes, <laughs> right. you know? It's and not... where I didn't have two jobs. Right. So we had, like, all of Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> we don't have different. that anymore. We it's, don't. It is different. <laughs> we're still trying for you. We still love it. So we hope we you still love it, too. Oh, and don't forget, we're on our, our Tony nominations video on YouTube. Oh, yes. I love it so much. If you want a good laugh, it's like a minute and yeah. 19 seconds. And super short. And it's of us. It is. Our little Me, homage like, I to literally, the Tony nods. I walked there after a very long day of work. <laughs> no makeup. Hair is doing something. I don't even know what. And I just, I'm in there. I'm in it to win it. That's I a, almost a, hit my finger again. Oh, no. Okay, I mentioned this before, and now I've said that I wasn't going to edit it out. So I have to explain that I cut my finger pretty severely today on a bowl that broke in a sink that I was washing it in. And it I guess I followed it into the sink as it was breaking because then there was a big gash in my finger. There's no stitches or anything, but it's wrapped up like a mummy, and it hurts. So I've tried to keep it above my heart. For the most part, but I clapped because I forgot that it hurt (laughs) and because I like to gesticulate a lot with my hands and it really hurt. And I almost did it again, but then I didn't because I saw the enormous mummy wrapping (laughs) on my middle finger. (laughs) It's been a day and I have mice. So there you go. You're caught up with me. It's been a day. Okay, now we're really leaving. Yes. I'm not going to put any intros on this because it's long enough, <laughs> it's long. but you guys are awesome. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.